um, we'll let David go a little bit into the uh, world of the Shadow Children, right? Okay, so this is a fairly large series. There's, let's see. So this is the first one that he wrote back in, well, back in 1985. And uh, so he wrote this one, and then he came out with another trilogy with the same main character that is a little stranger and uh after that he came out with a at this point five i think book series with some of the other main characters uh the, some of the minor characters from this book and at this point he's gone into a couple of prequel series wait is he still alive yeah he's a terrible person he's yeah that great. is the general consensus but this book's good. Yes, this series is great. Most Separate. of his other things are odd, <laughs> but uh, this this series is pretty great. Yeah, that is one of the big things is sometimes separating the person from what they write. Because yeah, I've not heard anything good about him. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I did I did really like this book, mm -hmm. and um, I. Feel like maybe we went too much into it for the first part. <laughs> Not true. So I really like his brother and sister also being smart in this one. It doesn't really go into it as much in Ender's Game, but in the the Shadow series, the five book one with some of the minor characters, um, there they he goes into a lot more depth of them taking over, sort of. And so the brother is, uh, has one set of views that he writes mm -hmm. in some of the major news networks for, and the sister has a different set of views that she writes in different sets for. And so they're coordinating their stuff to try to manipulate world events to their favor. Which is very impressive. Yeah. I was just like, when I was their age. <laughs> I couldn't even tie my shoes. I could tie my shoes. I learned when I was seven. Not really. But. <laughs> I was eight. That's fine. Speech you. I was like kindergarten or younger. Anyway. But I think he does a really good job of um, how kids think sometimes. Mm, maybe genius kids. Because let me tell you something. <laughs> This is not at all how I was a kid. But I'm not a genius, nor am I trying to take over the world or in battle school. So there's what that. What about, like, do you mean, like, their naivety? Or well, just their... so they're sort of naivety, but also he puts in, he writes in a lot of their thought processes. Just a, a very methodical, uh, progression from this thing happened oh that means this um i just like that a lot because i sometimes think like that now i mm -hmm. didn't necessarily as a, a kid no but I, I, you, it appeals to me <laughs> i mean yeah i think it does make sense i would say i don't think it would have been as relatable as like a kid 
Like, if I was a kid, I wouldn't be like, ah, yes, I know people like that. Because I knew, like, kids that were, like, very smart. And it's like, ah, they do so good in school. But I don't think I would have ever been like, this is, like, like, their thought processes are not the same as me. I guess I'm one, like, not as logical-minded. <laughs> um, so it's like, not something that I'm just like, okay, kids think like this. Because for me... <laughs> This is not usually my experience. <laughs> not that kids aren't smart, because they are. But it's just, like, not necessarily, like... Unless you're raised in, I think, that type of society mm-hmm. where it's like, hey, we're fighting against this, and this is our life. Like, the whole world's life. Mm-hmm. Something that brings the world in, together in such a way like that. And that's what you're raised with. I feel like, yes, that would get a lot rid of a lot of the artistic silly fun things kids do and then it's more like that gets nurtured nurtured more that side of you is nurtured and so that's what you grew up to be but I feel like in that society it makes sense for kids to be that way but yes I'm just like mm, as a kid I probably wouldn't have liked this book as much because <laughs> I'm just like uh war and fighting I wasn't really into war and fighting books <laughs> do you feel like the government uh was it do you feel like they were nice to the kids how they treated them and do you feel like they were tricked and do you feel like tell me about your feelings of the politics of the book um <laughs> i don't really agree with the, with the way it's handled mm-hmm. at least as far as like this book in particular i think that it's maybe not ethical but i think sure that not. with uh <laughs> with what they had to work with in world it was probably the best of a bad situation maybe not the best but not the worst yeah (laughs) yeah i mean i can kind of see that i would say the fact that one i feel like it kind of took the government a while to figure out what was going on with the two siblings Mm. and then for it to just be too deep for them to not be able to like that i feel like just tells you everything you need to know about this government like clearly could be taking over like and maybe does later on i don't know but like or just molded into their view and so that is just such an interesting thing to see i feel like for the government is just to be all like okay if you were dedicated enough and smart enough you could maybe like from behind the scenes like I have no doubts that that happens anyway from the behind the scenes just kind of be manipulating things to go the way you want it to but also the whole kids and like them like not telling Ender that he like at one point killed that kid mm-hmm. yeah stuff like that's that. what I was kind of yeah I how mean, did that make you feel I mean I feel like if I was Ender like obviously that would have made me feel horrible but I feel like on some level, Ender probably knew he was he killed some people. <laughs> I mean, I think it says that deep down he knew, but not necessarily consciously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, there's no way, like, you hurt someone that much. You don't, like, there's only so much damage a human body can take before you're just not going to come back from it. But, like, at the same time, if you're wanting him to do what you need him to do, like, I guess the best of a bad situation, kind of. 
But at the same time, like, sometimes I'm just like, you have problems. Like, if a kid's in that sort of situation, I feel like they can handle more than you think they can. Obviously, because <laughs> handles a lot. But I guess if you just add too much of it on, we'll just break them. Yeah, I, I actually really like Graf in this story. Because, yeah, he's an awful person. But I think that makes him a little bit more of a human than is usually portrayed. Because you get a lot of snippets of conversation between him and either higher-ups or people below him. And uh, you get an interesting view of an adult psyche in this book that's completely 100% about kids. I mean, because I feel like it would be a very tough thing to deal with. And so the type of people that would be able to work in that situation wouldn't be someone I'd want to be around. Because, like, even if you're going at it from a stance of, like, I want to be there so no one pushes the kids too far Mm -hmm. and breaks it. Like, so you're kind of wanting to protect them. Like, there's so much you'd have to do. Like, you'd have to be okay with because they wouldn't break Mm -hmm. that you wouldn't be okay with. You know? As weird as that sounds, like, you'd have to push your morals a lot and maybe cross some of the lines, but not try to cross the hard lines that you have. Mm -hmm. And that... I just, I don't want to live in this. <laughs> I mean, I get it from the book, and since I can separate it from what we live with, it's fine. <laughs> because it's not real. <laughs> but I could see something like that happening. Like, I mean, it's not like we live so far from most of the type of societies that books have mm-hmm. that it's, like, impossible to perceive it happening. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes it scary. But it also makes it more, I feel like, real and relatable. Mm-hmm. It's because, like, one or two steps in your, in whatever type of society. But then there are people like his sister who are good and want to make the world a better place. And she's got the smarts and talent. I mean, she does yep. help make the world different. So actually, she, uh, in the trilogy with the same main character that said way in the far future because at the end of the book presumably you have read it by now he uh is sent off to be the governor of the first colony and so he does that for until he becomes an adult and then he finds the hive queen in um the playground that they make for him Mm -hmm. on this planet that he goes to and uh so then he just starts traveling the galaxy because they have mostly relativistic speeds that they can get to but a hundred years will pass normally whereas it's only like two for you and so the the trilogy is set like a thousand years later And so he's an adult, or a young adult, and his sister came with him. And so she's been writing, like, this ginormous history of, I don't know, everything, I guess. I don't really care for anything else that Orson Scott Card has written, but this is one of my favorite series. So, overall, loved it a lot. Really liked it. And, um... I liked it too. Yes. (laughs) Emily also seemed to enjoy it. Well, thank you guys for subscribing, and it has been another fun chapter chat with D&D. Yep. And this is David. <laughs> <laughs>